Now Wayne Bruce talks to Professor Elizabeth Farmer, the Dean of Medicine of the Graduate School of Medicine at the University of Wollongong. Liz, thanks very much for your time today. Um, could I start out by asking you just about your career and the, and the path you've taken to get to your current position as Dean of the uh, uh, Faculty of Medicine at the uh, Graduate School of Medicine at Wollongong? Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to talk with you today. Um, my career started in, uh, in London. I trained in medicine at the Royal Free Hospital School of Medicine for Women. Uh, and uh, then I came to Australia after my intern year. So um, I had to rethink my career at that stage. I had been interested in adult medicine when I left uh, university. Um, and came into Australia and trained in paediatrics and community health and then um, entered general practice training, um, got my fellowship of the College of GPs and uh, it was during that time I, I became really interested in medical education. I started working in the postgraduate sector in medical education with the college and um, I became very interested in um, a very innovative time for college. It was starting a new training program, it was um, looking at new ways and different ways of training tomorrow's family doctors and there was a lot of um, excitement and a lot of thinking going on and I really enjoyed being in that environment um, and started to contribute um, around about half of my time into medical education at that stage. And then I got a wonderful opportunity. I uh, was invited to become um, at the Heaslip Fellow in Medical Education and do a PhD in Medical Education at Flinders University. And I left the postgraduate sector and went to Flinders as a, both an academic and associate professor and the Heaslip Fellow. Um, and I completed my um, doctoral studies in medical education in medicine in, uh, at Flinders, uh, looking at communication skills training for, uh, for registrars. And continue to have a huge interest in medical education. I was then working in the team that was brought in to assist Flinders to change to a graduate entry program from an undergraduate program and from a five-year course to a four-year problem-based course. So a lot of my um, interests then were around curriculum design um, change and developing um, the new curriculum training staff in the new skills required and so on and so forth. Uh, and when I left that a particular role, I joined the um, Department of General Practice um, as director of a research ca capacity building um, exercise, a new innovation from the government um, called the Primary Healthcare Research Evaluation Development Programme. And that took me a little away, away from medical education but into um, capacity building uh, for research. For GPs and I saw that as an important way of rounding out my academic career so that I had both research skills, research capacity building skills as well as medical education skills. So that was a very interesting time for me, developing something from scratch which is what I really like doing and um, uh, I flowed from that onto a grant that we won, um, a, a large uh, program grant from the federal government um, we won a grant that amounted to just under $20 million over five years and I became the director, uh, one of the two directors of that um, grant which was the National Primary Care Collaboratives and that grant was about um, delivering quality and safety um, uh, improvements in chronic disease care into general practice and we trained um, a large numbers of GPs and their staff in um, quality improvement te uh, techniques um, and in how to capture patient outcome data 
in such diseases as diabetes and, and heart disease to demonstrate that the changes they were making in the quality of the systems in their practice were actually flowing on to patient outcomes. And for me that was a wonderful way of of bringing together both the research and quality side of my interests with the educational side, because this was a, basically a, a giant um, learning machine for GPs to, um, to get involved in to deliver better care outcomes. And that was an absolutely fantastic opportunity for me and I, I loved it. Um, and during that time I started consulting here to the school at Wollongong and then um, I, uh, I realised what a wonderful university this is and what an amazing school this was. And so when I got the opportunity to become the Dean here, I grabbed it with both hands and, and that's how I got here. And looking forward for a moment, what do you see as the biggest challenges facing university medical schools over the next five years or so? Well, I think probably the greatest challenge, um, which is immediately evident, is the you know the real tsunami of medical students that's now flowing through the system. Um, we have to work with the system to provide quality training for such large numbers of students, um, and uh, that means that we have to think differently about the way we do business. Um, one of the things that um, has certainly been a challenge for us here and that um, I think other universities have also recognised is the importance of collaborative style arrangements for teaching. That no longer are university medical schools somewhat uh, a law unto themselves, if you like, or in a, a more isolated entity, uh, but need to actually work collaboratively across sites and across schools to actually deliver the training on the ground required for these very large numbers of students. And I think that's a great challenge and certainly our school has been involved with um, a successful collaboration in the um, Northern Rivers um, called the North Coast Medical Education Consortium. And that's a consortium of the University of Sydney, University of Western Sydney and us, the University of Wollongong, in um, looking at how we can together build a training environment for medical students from all three universities. And so I, I can see a, a definite trend to needing to work collaboratively across the sector uh, in the next five years, which I think is only going to get greater. I think the other issue for us is that uh, we have to examine where we actually train medical students. Um, we know that in hospitals it's the quicker and sicker phenomenon. We know that uh, patients are therefore uh, coming in, um, they're, much, they're much more ill when they come in. Um, they tend to be much less uh, able and uh, necessarily willing to be involved in medical student training um, and of course they're discharged very early. So what we've got to do is think uh, about where we actually train students in clearly expanded settings for training students and particularly now returning our focus to training students in other settings including the community is a very great challenge for Australian medical education in the next uh, five and possibly ten years. Um, and along with that we need to think about infrastructure. If we're going to move students out of the tertiary institutions where there has been a long-standing history of training and infrastructure for training is kind of built into the culture and now we're looking at um, training students say for example in the community where there is very little infrastructure um, and uh, we need to think about how we develop that infrastructure to actually manage students in these environments where they can get quality training uh, on patients who are, are able and indeed very willing to, uh, to participate uh, and that brings up a whole issue about partnership with patients and with communities. So there's a lot of very exciting sort of challenges in those areas. And on the uh, research side, the university has a strong commitment to that. Um, 
why do you think the, the research focus is also important and, and how has that been built into the school? Well, um, we're fortunate because the University of Wollongong is a highly competitive research-intensive university and uh, performs very highly indeed in the sector as a whole, across the whole university. Um, what we've then got is um, the opportunity to contribute to the health side of that in particular. Um, and um, it's very important that we do that, um, not only because of the connection between teaching and research and making sure that our students are, understand the cutting edge of medical research as it's practiced both internationally and also locally here at Wollongong and what people are actually doing here at Wollongong in terms of research. Um, but we also now have the Institute, the Illawarra um, Health and Medical Research Institute starting in the university. So we see it as very important to connect the medical school into that institute and we have done so um, uh, very strongly indeed by some of our senior level staff taking senior and executive roles in the institute. And I guess the other important thing about what we're trying to achieve is that we really, along with the vision and the mission of the school to train doctors for rural, regional and remote um, work, is um, to really reinvigorate the concept of doing research in rural and regional and remote communities as opposed to um, a trend which is evident nationally and internationally which is to focus research around the large institutes which are usually based in cities and in tertiary teaching hospitals. Um, so we, um, we're very interested in picking um, a, uh, a field, if you like, which is focused on our local community and on rural and regional communities um, that actually delivers meaningful research, not only in terms of increasing knowledge, but actually delivering something back to that community so that the outcomes of that research is actually useful in developing the health of that community. And we see that as being another way in which the medical school is working, um, not only to train doctors to, to provide health to those communities uh, in, in quality healthcare, but also training students and assisting researchers to deliver uh, quality research outcomes that improve health. And so it's a sense that's all interconnected in terms of what we're trying to achieve, which is fundamentally to improve health in rural and regional Australia. Mm. And uh, finally, Liz, I mean, with the uh, workforce in the university sector and uh, people in senior executive or senior academic roles within healthcare side of universities. What competencies do you think those people need today in moving forward? Right. I, I, I think this is a very um, interesting and topical question. Um, because it's a very exciting time for the university sector, the higher education sector generally. Um, we're in the Bradley era. Uh, we've got the impact of that report uh, suggesting uh, large-scale reforms and changes. Um, and so um, uh, even to the extent I think you could call it disruptive in, in the sense that, in a positive sense, that um, there's such large changes that we're envisaging in this sector that we need to really think differently in terms of how we're going to meet those challenges. And I think that's a, that's a positive thing. So what do senior academics need, I think? Uh, they need a very wide range of skills for the future, um, clearly in change management, in innovation and leadership, um, particularly in strategic planning and in governance and in facilitating collaborations, in growing new teams, in uh, building strong enterprises. And I think that um, uh, all of those things uh, and, uh, don't replace some of the important bedrock things about the university sector, which is um, 
leading quality teaching and in supporting and, and enhancing quality research. So I think it's a very broad portfolio that senior academics actually need. Um, and even the more so because now we are facing the, the, the in, in Australia as a whole, it's facing the baby boomers coming to retirement. And when I think one of the, um, the big challenges for us is the demographic of the current senior executive in universities, many of whom are in that generation and are moving towards retirement, uh, leaving um, at a time when the, when the industry is hopefully expanding um, and going through some, uh, some powerful changes, uh, leaving an important um, issue of succession planning mm -hmm. for today's current senior executives and academics in terms of bringing up the next generation of academics to fulfil those roles. Mm -hmm. Interesting. How do you think we solve that dilemma? I think each university needs to look very closely at its demographic look closely at its emerging leaders um, and and recognise that they need to start working now and certainly our university has recognised that um, and I'm sure many of them are, are spending a lot of time thinking about this issue now but recognising that we need to move now to build that strong cohort of the next generation of leaders mm. um, and that is going to involve all sorts of I think um, ways of, of you know helping people to develop, giving them the chance to develop giving them training and, and courses uh, and mentoring and opportunities to shadow and be part of the more executive functions of the university so that they can learn about those. Um, what I find absolutely fantastic about working at Wollongong is that um, they have structures uh, that they've had for quite some time that really support people like myself at the dean level in actually understanding and, get, and being part of the decision making and the strategic directions of the university. And it's those kinds of um, um, ways in which you can help to grow the, you know, the next generation. I think that this university does really well. Mm. Yeah, good. Thanks very much for your time today. Right, thank you very much. A great pleasure.